When the Jets play the Chargers, it's strength versus strength. We're talking key matchups today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Jets fans and Chargers fans. I'm John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets, alongside David Drogemeyer, the host of Locked On Chargers. We're here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network to preview this Monday night game between the New York Jets and the, San- the Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. You should know this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use all... Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. David, great to be with you. AFC East, AFC West matchup. How are you today? I'm doing extremely well, man. Uh, it's good to come off to uh, after a win, finally. I mean, it's uh, been a last uh, a really rough couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, a couple of really tough opponents that the Chargers have had to go up against with the Cowboys and, and the, the Chiefs. And then so to be able to get back on the win column against the Bears uh, at least brings a lot of a lot more positive vibes than Chargers world. And of course, I, I've been saying this practically every week of the Jets season, but I think when the schedule makers put this game out there and this was a prime time is a Monday night primetime game. I think they, they had the big quarterback matchup in mind, Aaron Rodgers versus D- Justin Herbert. Yeah. Instead we get Zach Wilson versus Justin Herbert. You know, I was actually thinking back because this jet season, at least heading into it, there were lots of comparisons with 2008, the year Brett Favre played with the jets with the last time the jets traded for a Packers quarterback. These yeah. teams actually played a Monday night game that year. It was a very ugly game for the New York jets. Uh, it's a game where like, Favre did not know the Jets system. So like he, he was like throwing the ball nowhere near the receiver. Balls were being run back. So Jets certainly hoping for a better result. Chargers hoping for the exact same result. Jets are hoping for a better <laughs> result. David, let's talk about the key storylines for the Chargers. Yeah. So for the Chargers, man, I mean, it's all about getting back to 500. Can the Chargers get back to 500? Especially when you look at who the Chargers have to play after the Jets. Obviously, we are definitely not looking past the Jets. The Jets are a very scary defense and a very, very good football team that the Chargers need to give their full attention. But the Chargers have to have this game. They have to win this game because the next game is against the 6-2 and two Lions. And the, the Lions are a fantastic football team, a very physical football team. So they're a team that you don't really want to go into it falling to 3-5 and five and not having that positive momentum going into it. And also, you're going up against another AFC opponent, an opponent that right now is ahead of the Chargers in the, the playoff seeding. So this is a game that has some you know tiebreaker implications to it. Uh, but the Chargers, I think it's all about getting back to 500 and and trying to traverse the rest of your season. And I think that there's something to be said for, you know, getting on a little bit of a roll. I think sometimes, yeah. you know, you get a big win, but then you, you can stall with the loss. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things you don't when you finally get things on track after, you know, kind of an uneven start, you want to keep it going. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. I mean, and it's all about the, you know, the, that energy, right? I mean, when you're winning, everything feels good. You can, f- you know, forgive some of the, the issues that are going on with your football team. When you're losing, everything gets magnified. Everyone is, everyone's feet is held to the fire. Everybody is on high alert, right? You're a lot more relaxed after you get a win. All the guys are relaxed. The coaching staff is a little in, in better moods. And when you're in a better mood and you're feeling better, you perform better. So it really just ties into everything. 
David, you may feel this as well, but I feel as host of Locked On Jets, there are times where I'm less podcast host and more armchair psychologist. This was especially true after Aaron Rodgers got injured. I told people oh, like yeah. in my real life, it's it's like I feel like I'm I'm like kind of like the unofficial therapist for a lot of Jets fans. <laughs> it's so true. I say, you know, when the Jets win, they have a great game. I always say you're never as good as you look at your highest point, but you're never as bad as you look at your lowest point. Right. 100%. And, you know, when we're talking about the biggest storylines, what do you think would be the biggest storyline for the Jets in this one? You know, I, I want to be positive because this team's on a three-game winning streak. And this, yeah. team, this team looks like it was in big trouble early in the season. But I have to go to a pretty negative place, and it's the offense right now. But it's one unit in particular. Now, Zach Wilson generates most of the headlines right now. He's the quarterback. Right. I, we could do multiple shows just on Zach Wilson's trajectory over his three years with the Jets, but it's not Zach Wilson. It's the offensive line. Yeah. This offensive line has suffered a lot of injuries. Last week, they had to play three different centers within one game. Uh, their starter, Connor McGovern, got injured. The backup, who's Joe Tittman, who's been playing guard for them, a rookie out of Wisconsin, wasn't even playing. The third string center, Wes Schweitzer, goes down in that game. Jets end up playing a guy, Xavier Newman, and the first time he snaps the ball, it was a fumble. It was a botched uh. exchange. Um, Jets, so the Jets lose two offensive linemen in, in, in this game. Is it true uh, they both were put on IR? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my and, goodness. And the, again, like the number two guy, Tippman, who's been the starting right guard, has been yeah. injured. So it's not clear he's going to be back. Jets have a tackle on IR. There's Jets have had a tackle on IR. Dwayne Brown sounds like he's coming back to practice this week, but it's not sure whether he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, you know, David, the Jets won that game. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to love about what the Jets did. The special teams unit looks great. The defense sure. looks great. Yeah. But you got to be worried about this offense and in particular, this offensive line. Cause look, Zach Wilson's got issues. I don't think Zach Wilson's played well in the last couple of games, I, but it's, I don't think Zach Wilson's the, the biggest problem. The receiving yeah. group's not great. Uh, you know, they got issues beyond Garrett, Garrett Wilson's great. Garrett Wilson's excellent. Definitely. After him, it gets very shaky, but yeah. this offensive line played terribly against the giants. I mean, it was unbelievable constant breakdown. They couldn't run block at all. And, it's not that hard to understand because they have so many backups in there. And it's not just, I, I, David, I feel like there's a double whammy when you lose a starting offensive lineman because the oh, yeah. one that guy that replaces him isn't as good. But sure. second, offensive line is so based on chemistry, chemistry. knowing what yeah. the guy next to you is going to do. And when you have to shake it up constantly, it leads to issues. Yeah, I mean, how could you possibly feel comfortable playing next to you, right? I mean, the best off- offensive lines are the guys that are there snap in and snap out, and really they, they get the communication down to uh, uh, unwritten or unspoken type of communication where they're able to just feel what the other person's going to do or be able to communicate with a, a head nod or a, a hand gesture. Like, that's when you are able to play offensive line at the highest level. So when you are cycling through guys in and out of the lineup, it's impossible to to build that kind of continuity and chemistry that it takes to play offensive line at the highest level. Yeah. I I mean, I've said this uh, and it's kind of funny because I remember the last time the jets played the chargers, it was 2020 and it was the Adam Gase season. It was, it was was, was the COVID year. So nobody's in the stands. So that was was a weird year all around, but you also had Adam Gase and the jets were threatening to go. Oh, and 16 that at one point that year. Yeah. But I remember like the jets really, you know, the jets were really hopeless and they actually played a competitive game out, out at SoFi, uh, out at SoFi when they visited the Chargers. This jets team's, got a lot of talent especially on the yep. defensive side of the ball this is not a hopeless jets team but i've been saying you know you just the, the only thing that the jets need guys to get healthy because yeah this offensive line we saw last sunday against the giants that's going to ruin the season despite all the talent the jets have on defense despite the an excellent special teams unit yeah i mean it's it's scary because an offense a bad offensive line can sink your football team 
Well, not only that, but like, how can you get anything going offensively, especially with with Zach Wilson kind of missing some open throws and being a little bit loose with the football and, you know, being, you know, turning the ball over. He has five interceptions and, and five touchdowns this season. So it's just, hey, if my offensive line is not great, my quarterback's got to be that much better. And unfortunately for the Jets, I mean, he hasn't really played up to that standard yet. Yeah, you know, they're they're the quarterbacks who can lift your team up and there are the quarterbacks your team has to lift up. That's right. And you know, maybe down the line Zach Wilson can be the first kind. Right now he's clearly the second kind. And Zach Wilson's better a better quarterback than he was last last year. I mean, last uh, year Yeah, Zach I agree. Wilson, you know, he was a quarterback who looked like he couldn't even function at all. I mean, he was, yeah. he was struggling to get to his first read. He get his first read this year, he can his second read. When he gets the ball out quickly, we might get to this in a bit. You know, he can he's pretty good, but Yeah. I mean, they can't. If you give him protection, he'll, you know, he can he can hit some passes. He's not Justin Herbert, but he can hit some passes. But I mean, they don't if they protect him at the level. And I think saying they protected him against the Giants is playing loose with uh, verbiage. With the verbiage they didn't yeah. protect him at all. I mean, he's yeah. not. Gonna, I mean, he's not going to be able to function at all behind if the Jets if the line doesn't play better than it did against the Giants. Yeah, and and they're going to be tested, and we're and we're going to get into that here when we talk about the biggest matchups coming in, into this football game. But the Chargers are, are top ten in sacks in the NFL, so they have you know quite a bit of guys that can can get after the quarterback. But we're going to get into those biggest matchups in this one, and we're going to do that right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about one of my favorite things ever, and that is DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order DoorDash and save on football and watch party um, with your favorites. One of the best things about DoorDash is hiding, finding the hidden gems in your community and get those delivered right to you. I love sc scrolling DoorDash to help find places that try to help support local restaurants. This week, the restaurant we are locked on is The Kettle. One of the best comfort food spots in Los Angeles is available for delivery on DoorDash, and they are open late. If you're looking for breakfast, make sure you try the hangover scramble or the house-made black pepper, buttermilk biscuits, and country gravy. Mm. If you need dinner, you have to try out some of the house favorites like French onion soup or the pot roast. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, guys, we are back here on Crossover Thursday. John Butchka locked on Jets. David Drogemeyer here locked on Chargers co-host. And we have to continue on this primetime crossover Thursday edition. Uh, the Chargers just played a primetime matchup on Sunday Night Football against the Chicago Bears, where they were able to get back in the win column. And now we have another one going up against the Jets in New York um, or New Jersey, I guess, um, where, you know, we are going to be having another great AFC matchup. But we're going to go ahead and get into the biggest matchups in this football game. And since you guys are hosting, I think I will send that over to you. What do you think is one of the biggest matchups in this football game for Monday Night Football? You know, I alluded to it a little bit in our first segment. Uh, it's the matchup that can destroy the game for the Jets. It's this yeah. Chargers defensive line against the Jets offense offensive line we don't know what this Jets offensive line is going to look like heading into this game I mean they're going to be we'll find out as the injury reports come out during the week maybe we'll start to get a bit, a bit of an idea you know it could there I mean there are pro probably like three or different four arrangements the Jets could have on the on this line depending on whether guys come back and part of it's you know if Dwayne Brown comes back 
that completely reshuffles the tackle position yeah. because Mikai Becton's been playing left tackle for the Jets. But if Brown comes back, he's played left tackle his entire career. They're not moving him to the right side. So okay. Becton will move to right tackle. You know, it's a scary matchup for the Jets. It's, it's a scary matchup against any opponent, but against a team with Joey Bosa, with, you know, Khalil Mack, uh, this is, it's a matchup that can destroy the game for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And I mean, you better believe that the Chargers, they know that the Jets offensive line is one that is much maligned and one that has been shuffling in and out and does not have a ton of experience, especially on the interior. So I would expect, uh, which is you know why this is one of my biggest matchups, is that they will use Morgan Fox, who is one of the Chargers' best interior pass rushers. He has five sacks already in seven games. So uh, I expect him to line up over whoever is going to be playing center for the Jets in this game and to really try to abuse him as much as possible. But you can't just stop there. I mean, you have two other really, really good pass rushers named Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, who, who you just alluded to. And, you know, we're talking, it's all about finding the best matchups when you're pass rushing, right? You want to give yourself the highest opportunity to have success. So I would like to see the Chargers move Khalil Mack on the interior as well. Joey Bosa on, on the interior, rushing against the center, rushing against the guard. We've seen more and more examples of that this year uh, and this season. I expect the Chargers to follow suit on that and try to maximize their best matchup on, on defense. The one thing I'll say for the Jets offensive line, their center position the guy that came in, Xavier Warren, who was promoted off the practice squad, he actually made a play that saved the game for the Jets because uh, they needed to field. It was unbelievable. The Jets won yeah. this game. They were down. They were down with 24 seconds left. They needed a field goal. They were on. Yeah, that was a great drive. No timeouts, and they ended up getting into field. They got helped out by a penalty that stopped the oh, clock for sure. But um, they completed a pass to Alan Lazard to get into field goal range with, and the clock was running down. They were out of timeouts. I thought the clock was going to run out and somehow yeah. they got up and spiked the ball. And so they did a great job. And Xavier Warren, the center did a great job there. But other than that, that matchup, I mean, that's the only good thing I'll say about the Jets offensive line heading into this one. But, you know, I'll give you a matchup that may not be, I think it'll have an impact on the game. Yeah. It's just more I'm going to watch it because it could be a fun matchup. And that's a uh, Jets linebacker, Quincy Williams against Austin Eckler. And okay. Quinnen Williams is, is actually his brother. This is Quinnen Williams. Oh, okay. brother. He was claimed off waivers by Jackson uh, from Jacksonville two years yeah. ago. Stepped into a starting linebacker role and been very up and down, very up and down the first two years. Um, you know, it's still it's a win. It was still a win because you know you got yeah. a starting linebacker off waivers, which you that's, usually yeah, don't. that's pretty special. That doesn't yeah. happen every day. Yeah. So the Jets Jets re-signed him this offseason and they signed a modest deal. You know, it was one of those deals you felt like it's not a terrible deal, it's not a great deal. Hey, right. dude knows the, the player system. got rewarded for some decent play, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like you're not He's been unbelievable this year. He's become yeah. my favorite player on the Jets. He's he, just a really fun player to watch. His flies all over the field. The first two years, like that was like good and bad because he was just as likely to run himself out of a play as he was to like make a big hit. So it was yeah. always exciting. This year, he's like channeled it much better. He's a big, big hitter, covers a ton of ground. Be a heck of a matchup him him against Eckler. And look, it's it's going to be important because these are both pre, you know big time players. But oh yeah, it's going to be a really fun match. I just it's just one like I can't wait to watch. Yeah, just from a football perspective, right? Take take away the, the the Jets analyst, the Chargers analyst, just 
from two football players going up against each other. Yeah, that one should be special. And and for Austin Eckler, you know, the, the Chargers finally got Austin Eckler involved in the receiving game, in, in the passing game in the last game against the Bears where he had over 90 yards receiving and he was able to take a screen pass to the house for a touchdown. And we have been clamoring for that because Austin Eckler is a guy, even if you are checking the ball down to him, he's a guy that moves the chains. He gets first downs because he is so hard to tackle. He's so low to the ground. A lot of defenders don't really see him. He's a lot stronger than he looks, and he has some tremendous burst and wiggle in the open field. So for him, he is a guy that has to be part of the passing attack for the Chargers because, you know, that's been one of the big issues with this team is being able, not being able to stay on the field and put together some consistent drives. The running game is a huge part of that as well, and and that's, you know, been not been good enough for the Chargers the last couple of games. They have not been able to run the football with any kind of success or consistency and I think that's why, partially why their second half offense has been so bad as a result of it. They've really kind of just trying to beat their heads against the wall a little bit, trying to run the football when maybe, you know, you might have some more success in the quick passing game to try to supplement that running game in that aspect of it. I just think that the Chargers haven't been dynamic enough in that um, part of the of the game. And it's had a huge impact in their inability to score points in the second half. You know, David, big picture. I think this is a really interesting game because in many ways it's yeah. strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness. I think, you know, the stronger unit on the Jets is clearly the defense. Stronger unit yeah. on the Chargers is the offense. And then yeah. the Jets offense versus the Chargers defense. I mean, I may joke and say it's the, uh, was it the, the stoppable force versus the movable object? <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> to a weakness versus weakness. So I think in many ways, this is, a good, this is what makes it an intriguing matchup. It's not just that the teams, you know, relatively equal in the standings but beyond that it's just like the strengths match up and the weaknesses match up so it's i think it's it's an intriguing game on both sides of the ball yeah i mean the 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 chargers they can't really run the football very well but they pass it very very well they're like fifth in the nfl in passing yards per game Uh, but you know they can't really stop the passing game on the other side they're like 32nd in the nfl in passing yards allowed but they're like top five in rushing yards allowed they have been fantastic against the run so I think just you know speaking about the run I mean I would be remiss if I didn't say another matchup for the Chargers is the Chargers linebackers against you know Brees Hall right Brees Hall and and Garrett Wilson are the two big engines that that allow that offense to go I mean they're really you know trying to look for those guys and utilize those guys at every turn so it's and it's for the Chargers continuing to be able to control the running game and force Zach Wilson to have to beat you as much as humanly possible. I think that's probably going to be the game plan. And so it's 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 definitely the Chargers linebackers versus Brees Hall. And then it's the Chargers cornerbacks, uh, you know, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, Jasir Taylor against Garrett Wilson, who is absolutely one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the NFL. You know, that makes me feel old, the fact that the Jets are playing Asante Samuel Jr. Because I, I know, watched him play know. the plenty of AFC East games against the Patriots that <laughs> they played Asante Samuel Sr. Right, um, right. And, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I'd even take it a step further. I would say that for their role, and I'm talking, you know, like a role yeah. could be number one wide receiver. It could be starting guard. It could be, yeah. you know, uh, re- backup receiver. I think for their role. The Jets only have two about above average players on offense right now, and they are Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a dynamic number one running back. Garrett Wilson is an excellent number one receiver. After that, it gets very shaky. So those are the yeah. two guys. You're absolutely right. Those are the two guys to stop on this Jets offense. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are going to be the matchups I think that everybody needs to to pay attention to in this game. And and I think any of those matchups we talk about very well could have an impact on on what this game or how this game is decided.
All right. Well, you've heard the key storylines. You know about the Jets. You know about the Chargers. You know about, about how these teams match up with each other now. As we continue this special crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Jets and Locked On Chargers, David and I are going to go give you some predictions for Monday Night Football. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just have to pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Right now, Prize Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. And Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy pl sports platform with injury insurance policies. So you, it's Prize Picks is easy. You just have to pick two to six players. You can pick Austin Eckler to have more than 60 yards if you're a Chargers fan. You can pick Garrett Wilson to have more than one touchdown if you're a Jets fan. It's really that simple. And PrizePix offers quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. This is what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, it's prizepix.com slash NFL code NFL. It's all one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for a first deposit match of up to $100. It's crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm John from Lockdown Jets, along with David, Lockdown Chargers, Jets fans, Chargers fans. These teams play each other. We have to wait a little bit longer than the rest of the NFL, though, because these teams are playing on Monday Night Football. Jets have had some interesting games on primetime this year. They uh, lost Aaron Rodgers week one, as you may have heard if you're an NFL fan, but beat the <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bills in overtime. You're not living yeah. under a rock, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think everybody knows about that by now. Um, a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks later, they played the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. They got off to a terrible start. They fell behind 17-0 in the first quarter, came back to tie the game, but ended up losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So third primetime game for the Jets this year. Second, second week in a row, Chargers are playing primetime. David, how do you see this game going? Yeah, I mean, uh, so when I look at these two teams, you know, we've talked about it, talked about all the elements of, of, of both of these teams and, and kind of what's going to impact this game. I think, uh, you know, for the Chargers in this game, I think they're they're going to be able to do a, a little bit off enough offensively. Uh, and I feel like the, the way that the, the defense ha has really been playing, they're going to be able to control the Jets running game a little bit, uh, I think. And they're going to make Zach Wilson have to throw a lot more than the Jets want him to. Uh, and, and I think with the Chargers pass rush, and their ability to really, really get after the quarterback against an offensive line that, you know, I think we, we can say is is not the best and is still very, very injured. So I think there, that's a, a big matchup. Plus, I know that the Jets defense overall is exceptional. So I expect this to be a very low scoring game. Um, but I feel like the Chargers are going to have just a little bit too much offense for the Jets. Uh, I do expect it to be very, very close. But I think I'm going to go 21-17, I think, Chargers in this one. You know, David, I feel like I should retire from making picks because last week I picked the Jets to win 13 to 10, and that was the final score. I finally got one right because two years ago, like, I couldn't get a game right. It was it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, I picked the Jets to win every week they lost, and then there were, like, two games, the first two wins at both both times. They played really good teams. They played Tennessee, and they played Cincinnati. Yeah. Both of whom were, like, playoff teams that year. I said the Jets have no shot of winning, and they won both games. Right, yeah, and they show up so, and win, right? Yeah. So now I finally got, <laughs> got one right, so I should retire. And beyond that, one of the reasons I picked the Jets last week was special teams. And the Jets yeah. won the special teams battle. 
Um, you know, something we haven't really gotten into, but the Jets have had excellent special teams this year. Uh, Thomas Morstead, the punter, having a phenomenal season for the Jets. I mean, he pinned the he pinned the Giants inside their own five three times. They had fifteen punts in the first half of that game against the Giants. Um, it like, may I think between the two teams, Jets it may have been two, it was fifteen punts between those two teams in the first half of that it, game. I don't it, think I've ever seen that before. That's a, a, an insane amount. If you were a fan of offense, that was not the game for you. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it, the second half of that game, the Giants weren't even trying to move the ball. The Giants, right? Well, they threw it one. I mean, they threw it one time, and then they, they ran it like twenty-five times in a row. They had one drive where wild. they they had one drive where they scored a touchdown to go up ten-seven, and it was all yeah. runs. And from that point yeah. forward, they were just trying to run out the clock and win the game ten-seven. Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I know that's like sometimes that's something you say. Like that's literally what the Giants were doing. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. Once the Jets tied that game, the Giants were finished because yeah, they had no chance. Defense. Right? Yeah, because they couldn't throw the ball. It wasn't just like it wasn't just that the offense was cold. It was like the offense wasn't even trying to like move the ball at all. So Not it was at like all. it was like they had to like get, take the ball in overtime. Yeah. And like it's, it's as though they were cold because they hadn't really played offense in like two hours of real time. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so my anyway, I think it's a long way of getting to, to my point here. This is yeah, we we talked about it. You know, this sure. is strength versus strength. It's weakness yeah. versus weakness. Anything can happen. You know, one hundred percent. One of the teams could go out and play a bad game. You know, but it could be a blowout. I, I'm expecting a close game though, just because of w- the way these teams match up against yeah. each other. Um, I like the way the Jets' defense is playing right now. Jets, outside of their Week 2 game against Dallas, they've been a phenomenal second-half defense. You know, everybody always says, oh, the coaches are making adjustments. I don't know what it is. I think it may just be the guys are playing really well in the second half because they're really good players. Um, I think that, you know, it's a coin flip game. I I like that the Jets are at home. I think that, like I said, it's two-man offense, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Um in some ways that helps Zach Wilson a little bit, a little bit because it simplifies things. Garrett Wilson has sure. a really high target share this year because, you yeah. know, he's the guy he's looking for. They don't have a lot of other great options and Garrett Wilson's a tough guy to take out. You know, it's easy to say double a guy. It's tough to take him out of the game. Uh, Bruce sure. Hall, Bruce Hall's been interesting because the number, the averages look really good. He's very feast or famine. You know, the yeah. averages are high. The success rate is low and he's, he's hitting home runs though. So yeah, you can take a ball 70, you know, last, last week he had a 50 yard touchdown. So, I think that, you know, if the Jets get like a couple splash plays, can the defense hold the Chargers down enough and special teams against the Jets have by some measures have the number one special teams in the NFL this season, which is probably one of the reasons that they're winning these close games. It's it could go either way. I think I'm going to go, let's say Jets 17, Chargers 16. Okay, that's an that's a, that's an interesting score. And I mean, hey, the the thing is, is I can see that definitely being a possibility because the Chargers have, have really just disappeared in the second half of football games. The last three or four games, they've scored a a, a total of six points uh, in the second half. You know, just a couple of field goals, and so uh, I can see that. I mean, if the Chargers find a way to fix their second half offense, then that definitely won't be the score of this football game. But until they do and until they show me that they are capable of doing that, I can definitely see that as a realistic possibility. Yeah, look, I mean, this game could go nothing. This is one of those games nothing would surprise me. I mean, I think <laughs> I think that the Chargers could easily win this game, and I think part of this pick is like it's a coin flip game for me sure. and i'm just going to pick the yo coin flip game i'm probably just going to go with the home team the Jets. Yeah. yeah anyway david it's been great chatting with you absolutely it's been a pleasure and this is going to be a really good game i mean i'm I'm looking forward to it uh we'll see which one of these uh, these teams can minimize their deficiencies enough to come out on top on monday night football 
Anyway, great chatting with you, David. And thanks, Jets fans and Chargers fans, for tuning in. Jets fans, you know me. I'm John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets. Chargers fans, you know him. He's David Drogemeyer, the host of Locked On Chargers. Friday, we're both going to have great shows for you. We're going to continue to talk about the Jets and the Chargers, probably talk about these matchups some. Until then, take care, everybody. Have a great Thursday. And until tomorrow, take care, Jets fans and Chargers fans.